The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. I think part of our goal for this year, as I had done these New Year's resolutions, is, you know, we, we have authors and we have athletes, we have a variety of people, but I really wanted to dive into more of the encouragement side of things. I think of like Mike Shorman last year who yeah. paddleboarded across the five great lakes. There are some amazing people doing uh, incredible things and social media being the big caveat because of that, Holly. I know. And so I'm so excited today. I don't think we've ever spoken to anybody so involved with food as we are <laughs> going to today. <laughs> as a job. Like I'm very yes. involved with yes. food. You could tell by my body, but <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> doing it for the right reasons. But uh, Clement, the uh, with, n- most people would know him as the, the ramen guy, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm very honored to be on this podcast. So thanks for inviting me. Of course. I was excited to get a chance to speak with someone who's been able to be so creative with their content on Instagram yeah. and you also do so many other things. So, Johnny, let's let's kick things off. We like to ask the skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. And that is, who are you and where did you come from? Well, my name's Clement, um, Clement Lung, and I was born and raised in Vancouver, British Columbia. But my parents are from China and Hong Kong, so they hmm. immigrated to Canada and that's where they met. And that's, yeah, in, in Vancouver and that's where I was born. So I, I grew up there. Long story short, uh, when I graduated from university, I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but I couldn't find a job. So <laughs> I, decided to, I decided to come to Toronto, where I am now, to uh, do grad school. And mm-hmm. so that's where I am today. And I've after graduating, I worked in tech for the last 14 years and only recently decided to give it a go at being a full-time content creator. I love that. From tech to noodles. How did the content start (laughs) to form? While I was still working uh, during the pandemic, in lockdown, um, got pretty bored. (laughs) I think that's how a lot of my creativity comes about is I'm just super bored. And so like some of the ways my wife uh, and I try to just entertain ourselves while we're at home, once a week, we would just order Uber Eats to be delivered to our home. And so... I'm like, well, I've always wanted to be a content creator and the stuff I watch on YouTube is all food. So Anthony Anthony Bourdain's a big hero of mine. And there's a lot of YouTubers who travel and showcase different cultures and food. So I figured I'm just going to point the camera at myself and record myself eating at home. <laughs> and so if you, have, if you scroll all the way back to my first TikTok video, actually, I started yeah. on TikTok, you would just see me eating, um, pack up brow, uh, a Thai dish. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but from Pie, which is one of my favorite restaurants in Toronto, and just eating it in front of the camera, and that's it. But that started like it started a habit of mine. I think no one really watched it, but it was like the funnest thing I ever did um, was that first video. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 37, but I'm about to turn 38. What I find interesting though is because I mean you're the you're roughly the same age as myself and Holly. And like the internet was never really a thing growing up. Like when right. people would ask you what you wanted to be, you had to figure out, oh, I want to be a teacher or a yes. doctor. Or I mean, yeah. even getting into tech was not necessarily kind of, you know, you're you're ahead of the curve in that sense. Could you have ever thought of yourself being a content creator? Honestly, um, as a child, it didn't exist. When YouTube was first introduced, I think it was just a place where people uploaded whatever. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> and I did so myself. I just uploaded random things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have expected it growing up. And even when there were YouTubers who were the first people to start doing this thing, I really admired what they did. Um, but I was like, well, I could never do that. Like yeah. that's hmm. just out there. It's, I remember Pew- PewDiePie being one of the biggest YouTubers. He just said, well, he, he flipped hot dogs to make a, enough money so that he could just live his dream as a YouTuber back in yeah. early days. I'm like, man, that's just too risky for me. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so no, I, I, I don't think I could have imagined it, but it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's changed the way we view, the way we consume uh, entertainment. The the internet really did a lot. I mean, I remember my first coding classes. I would have been in junior high. And it was like, make a line or you're playing Pong. Like, it's amazing. You're Johnny's like, what? We went to a high-tech school. <laughs> we, the only coding we had was like home economics where we were making coats. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That, that is also um, a little bit of a crazy story, which is I, I wasn't good at coding when um, I actually didn't do it in high school, but I did it in university because I went to university for engineering mm. and I was not good at uh, software development. But I want I was like, I'm not good at it, but I really like it and I want to really learn how to do it. So mm. I just tried hard to do it. I don't know. Now, I, I mean, I made it a career in the end, but yeah. I wasn't really that good at it. I'm curious, um, your parents and you're like, hey, I'm going to quit being in the tech world and I'm going to be a content creator and do things with ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're um, like, Clement, okay, <laughs> we support you ish. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I think growing up like very traditional um, Asian household, got to get really good grades, mm. good academics. They were very happy with me actually going into like doing my grad school. Um, but surprisingly, I think my parents have changed over the years. So mm-hmm. they were very supportive of me just get taking a go at it. Um, they really want me to do something I enjoy. I actually really enjoy doing software development as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, deep down in my heart, I, I really love what I do. I really love making content. Um, and there's a lot of creativity and autonomy involved. So they were like, just do it. Um, and don't worry too much about the money. Just enjoy the journey. So I feel like my parents have changed their, I don't, I don't know if they changed the way they thought, or they've always thought like this, but at least growing up, I felt like I needed to get a very steady job. Yeah. Um, now it's very different. Maybe I'm just too old for them to. <laughs> They're like, you're married. You're good. <laughs> I'm like a full, full adult. I'm like a full adult now. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I mean, uh, we got into Christian radio, kind of the same thing where we ended up telling our parents, hey, don't worry about the money because there was none. And so it was kind of, you know, somewhat of the same thing. But when it comes to social media, I mean, there's so much negativity mm. in in the social media side of things. Yeah. How is it that you were able to take something so simple in some ways and make it into something so positive? It's a good question. I think when I first started out, I didn't really have a um, plan in place about what this should become. I just wanted to have fun with it. Um, But I think slowly as the content evolved, I see people writing in the comments like, Thanks for like making this ramen recipe. That's what I did it in the beginning. Make simple, 
delicious instant ramen hacks, they call them easy recipes. And, and there, there are people in the comments that's, they were like, well, um, sometimes my parents aren't home. It's like, sometimes like a lot of them are kids. They're like, parents are at home. I just want to make something delicious to eat. And your recipes have helped me like just make something tasty for me to enjoy. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so I think there's, I don't know, there's an element of what I do that what everyone likes to do, which is help someone in some way. So, Mm. um, there's that element. And then recently I kind of like really wanted to form a mission for the platform and try to strive to create content aligned with that mission. And so I think I, when I, when I did this, start doing this full time, I wrote down, I want this uh, because I, I feel like the platform has been given to me as a gift. Like I actually, if you had to, if I had to explain how it grew, I can't really explain it. Really. I could give you like tips and tricks on how to go viral, but really it just grew. Like it's something I feel like is bigger than myself. So because I see it as a gift, I, I want to use the platform as a gift to others, as a blessing to others, and also to help further God's work around, uh, around the world. So that's the mm. hopes and dreams of where the platform would go from mm-hmm. here on. Yeah. Yeah. For those who aren't seeing any video footage of this, over your left, my right shoulder, looks like something pretty cool there. There's different kind of accolades that you can get by being in social media. For you, I just think it's so beautiful that you've reached these milestones and it's really because you just want to help and support people. But it must feel pretty good to still hit some of those milestones. I think I have to remind myself that I've hit some milestones because I always feel like I haven't arrived for some reason. But uh, mm. my biggest platform is TikTok, but YouTube was relatively small for me. Um, so when I started doing content full time, I think I had around 10,000 subscri- subscribers on YouTube. So I made it a goal to see if I can get to 100,000 by the end of this year. So that was my goal, but something happened. I'm not sure what. Um, in like a month or two, I hit 100,000. And now I'm at 400,000 subscribers. So I'm very like grateful for that. So the thing that I, that I love and I hate about social media is that if I'm going through something, I could still tell people I'm doing fine, even though deep down inside, I'm not doing great. How do you decide or uh, deciding what to share? Good question. Um, I don't think I've shown the full me on social media. It's always been, and I don't know if I, I just try to make it positive. So no one knows maybe the the struggles that I face. Um, sure. so a lot of the comments I do get, which are pretty positive are, oh, your content is very wholesome. So I don't know, it, like I didn't try to make it wholesome. I just tried to make it positive. And then, but that's what people have said. And I, I think I try to keep that because people expect it, but also because, well, I like to put out positive content. And <laughs> before another motive to be very honest was just to not get canceled and get fired from my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was because uh, I was working full time. So I've been I did this since 2021. And so yeah. I've been working full time um, as a software developer up until like May of this year. So I was like, I just don't want so I didn't want anyone to know my name. I was the ramen guy. I didn't tell anyone I was Clement because mm. I didn't want people to know I worked at this company and I would get fired from the company if people found out or <laughs> I did something silly. So sorry, that's just a very honest, like other motivation. Yeah. Um but now, um, and, and I would lie if I said I didn't want to make content that went viral, but right now I'm really trying to focus on that goal of 
like what I've committed to. And I prayed a lot about it too. Like uh, as a per- as a believer in, in Jesus, I, I really want the platform to be a blessing to others. And one of the ways I've been trying to do it is to use it to uplift local businesses and restaurants in, that's right. in Toronto. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of like the North star, like how, how can that content be like that? Um, not all the content is like that. Like I do some fun skits with my wife now. Um, and that's more for like, cause I have fun with it too. So there's a balance of both mission and fun. Can we just talk about this whole cancel culture for a moment? Because I think <laughs> yeah. I know for me, I don't know about Johnny, but I'm always like, I hope I didn't say something that I'm going to get a lot of messages or it's going to offend people because I feel like sometimes just your breathing could offend people. And, right. <laughs> and so it's hard to navigate that space where everybody has an opinion and mm. it can be really toxic. So how do you protect your own mental health when you're putting all of this out there for people to comment and rate, review and subscribe to? It's a good question. I'm I'm still learning, first of all, and I don't know about the canceling part, but I do get a lot of mean comments. And I I talk to other creators and it seems like most people get a lot of mean comments. So that's been one thing I've been learning how to deal with. And I think there's like four things in my mind that I practice. One is just, um, I don't know who the person is who's writing mean comment, but they're probably too young to understand what they're writing. And so I just picture it's like a 11 year old kid behind their keyboard, just writing something and their mom's like yelling at them. <laughs> uh, dinner's ready. Um, so that's how that's like one way. And then, um, I was actually writing all these things down to another creator who we were just talking about it. So yeah. them all. but another is just like, if you're getting mean comments, that means you've kind of like succeeded in some way you've reached a spectrum of users who are viewing your video or content in this case. Um, so you've, 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 you've gotten a far reach and this is the, oh, yeah, this one's good. Um, for every one mean comment, there's probably 10 really positive ones. So I think it's very normal as human beings to focus on the problem. Yeah. That comes back to me, like feeling I've never arrived is I always focus on, well, what's next or what's the next problem to solve. But um, there's, there's always a lot to celebrate. So there's like always 10 other positive comments. Yeah. We were always told on radio. I mean, Holly and I have both been in radio now for 20 plus years that if you get one bad phone call, there's a thousand people who would never call you to say that you're doing a good job. Yeah. Just because. And and so like my whole thing was, is that, I mean, being in, in uh, media, unless you're in like my close box of family and friends, if you have something that I don't care, I just like, unless it's, I'm hearing it from a friend or from a family member, it's, I've learned to do the uh, water off a duck's back thing real well. I've tried to help Holly with that too. Yeah, because I'm not like that. I'm more like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm high porous, and it, it can penetrate my heart sometimes. But yeah. I am getting better in my old age. Yeah. I have a, a filter that I weigh comments through, similar to yours, where it's like, do I know this person? No. Do they know me? No. Then they don't really know my heart. They've only known what I showed them and. They don't like it. They don't like it. So it's getting no. easier. And now I have some favorite like responses and I have some favorite mean comments that make me laugh so hard that I almost find joy in some of them. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great insight. Cause like 
they don't know us truly and yeah. we we don't know them either exactly they don't even know each other and yeah. Yeah, I I like that. And even it reminds me of um, when you say some of them are really funny. um, It reminds me, I think it's Jimmy Kimmel. They have celebrities go on and meet tweets. (laughs) I wanted to dive into the faith side of things, though, because, I mean, that's kind of one of those things. I mean, we work in Christian radio. We started this podcast uh, six and a half years ago, and we knew from the beginning that Holly and I wanted to do this to encourage people because we all go through those hills and valleys where we're asking God, why me? When was faith a big part uh, or when did it become a big part of your life? I think it's always been somewhat a part of my life. I grew up in a Christian household. My Myself and my parents are, they have, a, faith is very important to them. So mm. I think they had a very impact on me in that way. But I think I had to kind of like really find my own faith after moving away from from Vancouver and Mm -hmm. coming to Toronto. And I think um, I think what has really put me in awe about being a Christian is just I can only see it looking back at how God has like been able to work in my life. So Mm -hmm. the reason I came to Toronto was because I couldn't find a job. And one of the jobs that I really wanted to get was working at Microsoft. So I'd I'd worked there as an intern and I was expecting to go back there to work full time um, after my internship, but I didn't get it. I just didn't get the job. Pretty down about it. Uh, Played a lot of video games um, in my spare time. Had graduated from university at that point. Didn't really do anything with my life. And then my parents were like, you got to do something. So then I just, I think it was like literally last minute I applied the day before the deadline to go to, to U of T to do inter, enter their master's program. And then I got in. So that's how I got into Toronto. And if I look back, if that didn't happen, I would have never met my wife and mm. like just things just are better um, in God's plan than my own. So, and the, the other crazy thing is the, so the church I attended um, their university fellowship was right next door to where I was renting a, a, a room. So like, I felt like everything was kind of like prepared for me when I came to Toronto. So mm. uh, that was like a big lesson for me, I think from God is that God's plans are bigger than mine. Selfishly, I'm hoping you make your way to one of the Mr. Beast's videos. Oh, that'd be cool. He's <laughs> one of my role models too. <laughs> I mean, why kids... not? He's the biggest there is. I yeah, know, yeah. But my kids watch him and I'm just like, ah, it's great. It's exciting. But like, can you turn it down a bit? Like there's this, <laughs> this YouTube, not even that, like there's so many of them and they have like this certain cadence. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that it's energetic. And I actually love how he's done the whole channel and he's supporting people. And that seems to be in alignment with what you're doing. So, you know, we're going to put that out there. If I could have as much impact as he does, that'd be awesome. Like he, I think he has a channel, just his philanthropy arm, the channel yeah. Mr. Beast Philanthropy, if I'm saying yeah. that correctly. Yeah. All the money and he just like uses it to buy food for the food banks and things like oh. that. Yeah. And the, the different things he's doing overseas as well is, is pretty impressive, which again, very much in alignment with what has entered into your sphere as of late. So I have this like, um, I, I learned this from my time at my previous job, write a development plan for myself, like a goals plan. And then um, one of my former mentors and myself, he he said one of his tricks was just have role models that you would look up to, like people who are already ahead of you, 
figure out what about them do you admire? So Mr. Beast is actually one of those role models I put on my development plan because he's just used his channel for a lot of good and impact. And I hope to do something similar. You know, when you do those kinds of goals and set those kind of plans, sometimes things fall flat. So during this process, whether it be the journey into content creation or, or even before that, did you have any moments where you just thought, why me? A uh, many. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I start? <laughs> so like um, one of one of which is I did leave my previous job, but I was actually impacted by the mass layoffs at my mm. previous job. So that was a why me moment, but it was an interesting moment because I I actually took a month off my job and people asked me, why did... So this this job I was in, it's a really good job, actually. I never wanted to leave. Um, and they give you a, a month off um, if you've worked there for five years. Um, and so I took my month off and people were like, what are you going to do on your month off? And I said, I'm going to be a full-time content creator. And so I was I was just doing that on my month off. That's when I got let go from my my job. And so even though it was like pretty like devastating, I thought, well, I feel like this was meant to be somehow. And mm-hmm. that I've had to like process that through the the months. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like, well, if God really wanted me to stay at this job, then he would have let me stay. But since I didn't stay. I'm meant to be on this path, this new path. Mm. So that's maybe one example. <laughs> yeah. When you decided to turn the camera on to yourself and and do this uh, full time, um, you were married. You are married. <laughs> How difficult was it then to convince your wife to be a part of this journey with you and be like, hey, by the way, you might actually have to do some because con- my wife wants nothing to do with radio, doesn't want to be on it, <laughs> doesn't want to be yet yeah, nothing. And, you know, I, your husband's somewhat the same thing, Hall. Yeah. Oh, I think they've been on one of our shows like once or twice. Once. That's it. <laughs> so right, how right. how was the convincing for you and your wife? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't think she, initially she, like, I've encouraged her to create her own social media page. And yeah. she finally, she has um, created one. It's called Ramen Wifey. Um, but for the longest time, I think my wife, you know, she does her thing. I do my thing. But she's an actor. So okay. um, with the skits that we do, I think that helps a lot. And I think she's very supportive. So um, we have a lot of fun doing it. So I think that might be part of it. We also kind of like argue a bit here and there, who's the director of this. <laughs> that's something we're just navigating through, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, I don't know how I convinced her other than, um, maybe there's one thing, which is whenever we do brand partnerships, um, brands always want to see her in, in the videos. So mm. we were to get the brand partnership. She has to be in the video. And so that's how it all started, I think. <laughs> You're like, we get paid, honey. We get paid. We get paid to do this. So it's a job. <laughs> I mean, yes. you get paid in noodles. There's nothing wrong with that either. Do you have a best ramen noodle recipe? Is there one that is better than any other? It's a good question. I think I love many. I think the criteria for me is like, it's got to be like affordable, delicious, and easy to do. So one that I would do, even if I'm not filming it, is... A shin ramen with an egg that you drop in at the two minute mark. And then you would cook the, (laughs) 
you would cook the egg um, with the residual heat of the oh. of the broth um, for the last minute, and you mix it in there so it becomes like nice and yolky, creamy. And I would mm. put a little bit of sesame oil for the for the aroma and fragrance. That's really good. I love I love that recipe. That sounds good. Yeah, it's very easy. You don't need to do too much. <laughs> So that kind of leads me to my next question, because one of the one of the uh, I love watching hot ones, which is Sean Evans. Uh, he in- interviews celebrities with hot wings, and he said many times he does not eat wings when he's not working. Can you still eat ramen when you're not creating content? It's a very good question. I I'm going to be very honest. I've aggressively slowed down on eating ramen. <laughs> aggressively and uh, it started also in the arc of the journey. I was just eating it every day to make content. And my wife was actually really not pleased with that because as much as I love ramen, it's not the healthiest thing to eat, especially yeah. instant ramen. I slowed it down to kind of the weekends. I would make some content on the weekends. And then I slowed it down even more now to like, well, only if I collaborate with another creator, um, do I eat ramen. And because I also shifted the channel to more than just ramen, like going out, um, supporting local businesses and restaurants. So I'm at least for this phase of the, the channel, that's where I'm focusing energy on, but I'm still like, I'm, I still love ramen. And so I still do ramen with other creators. We talked about it being a new year, a new year, a new you 2024, uh, your mission before was just to be a gift to others. Do you have uh, a, a goal for this year? Have you thought about maybe, you know, is it a million? Is it two million? Is it, you know, when it comes to, I don't want to put any goals in. Uh, is there something that you're looking forward to for this year? One of my other goals was I, I had like an internal deadline for myself. Is like, give this a shot until, you know, January or February of 2024 and then assess from there. And I actually... So there's a long answer to the question. Yeah. Um, I actually met up with my former mentor um, and he's starting his company. He's starting a new company and he had the same deadline. And then he's like, I'm going to give it another year for his thing. Um, I'm like, I felt very encouraged by that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm loving what I do. If this is exactly what I want to do, I'm going to give it another year. And some dreams I have is actually to take a, a, what I said, like one of my heroes is Anthony Bourdain. So I'd love to do something like in, in the realm of travel and showcasing like other cultures food. And, um, Mr. Beast is another hero. So he did, I think a thousand wells or something. Yeah. yeah we, we watched that. And like I said, my kids watch it constantly. So to have you on one of his episodes would be like so good for my soul. <laughs> love to be on his channel and also i'd love to just make one well (laughs) so then um there's a there's a christian um men's group that i'm part of and the head of the ministry he really encouraged me to think about um i think it's called well i I forgot what the organization is called but they actually build wells for places that need water so he encouraged me to think about that and that's still on my goals list to actually um, journey on this uh, path of providing a well for some place that needs it and also documenting the journey. That's cool. 
You, you know? also do some stuff with Compassion Canada as well. So how did that come to be? Yeah, that was cool. So uh, it was the same person, um, Greg, who kind of really encouraged me to think about compassion. And that was at the very beginning of my journey as a full-time content creator. Um, so I wrote that down as a goal to somehow do something with compassion. And initially it was just me giving money or donating or finding ways to donate. But then um, like, that's why I'm like really literally being led by the spirit. Like, I don't know what's going on, mm. but in this case I attended a wedding where I just attended a ceremony, but the groom was like, Hey, we got an extra spot for you at, at, um, at the reception. You, you want to go? Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go. And then when I got there, um, I met someone named Micah and he was a fan of my channel and he was, he is the one person who runs social media for compassion. Huh. So, like, yo, we got to do something together. And that's, I think how I met you, you folks. Um, I tried to help, uh, compassion raise money for feeding families that are in need, um, recently. Uh, mm -hmm. So that that was like a great, I guess, 180 or 360. Yeah, I love that so much. All of these divine appointments guiding you throughout your journey. You know, just in closing, what are some of those things that you lead into when it's trusting God with your plans? Yeah, I think I'm going to butcher this, but I, I have on my social media pages, Proverbs 16.3 to remind myself, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. But there's another verse that really uh, balances that out, which I think um, is Proverbs 16, 9, which is, I think, in the hearts of man, he plans, but the Lord establishes his steps. So I, I take both of those verses um, very, like, to heart and remind myself. At insta.noods on uh, the socials, I yes. come on, my friend, this has been so much fun. So glad that uh, you were able to take some time and uh, hang out with us. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. And if you would have ever told me that doing things online like Instagram or YouTube could be a full-time gig, like mm -hmm. when my kids are like, dad, that's what I want to be. I'm like, it's not a real job. I'm 120% yeah. wrong. You really are. Yeah. And Clement is a great example of awesome. that. And I'm so excited for what God has in store for his channel and how um, his heart with his content truly is to help other people. We didn't know him previous to this, mm -mm. but to see the joy that he has in doing this and yeah. doing something that you love. What do they say? If you do something you love, you'd never work a day in your life. Yes, that is the motto. And so how awesome. Yeah. How awesome is it? for him to be doing this. And then his wife encourages him and his family's encouraging him. And this is just the start of, because who knows what this year is going to bring for him. Yeah. By the time we get to the end of December, I'm thinking he's going to be on a Mr. Beast episode. I really do. Okay. Similar alignments with you yeah. know, goals and vision from what I can tell. And I mean, like who, who doesn't want to make meals that are easy and cheap and affordable, but tasty. Especially in this time, too, where we're constantly trying to save our pennies. Yeah. And we're looking to do things that are relatively inexpensive, but delicious and is good for us. Yeah, exactly. So let's put that out there. Follow him, like and subscribe his stuff. Do the same for us, too. Yes. We're on all the socials and we want to uh, we want to go viral. <laughs> do, do people actually say that? 
Are we going vi- Are we viral right now? No. No, we're not. Well, like and subscribe and follow us, <laughs> and then we'll go viral. We'll do the best we can. Oh, we can't do it without you. You can also check mm. more out about us here at Whammy Project at faithstrongtoday.com. Yeah.